Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where I focus on not living in regret and forming high-functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments, and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain, and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It's just always an absolute pleasure to have you along uh, with me for the ride. And today I want to talk about going from a goal to a growth focus. And where did I get this from? No, I did not create this. I'm listening to another new book. Uh, John Maxwell's The Leader Shift book. Um, I'm not even sure what year he wrote this. And uh, it just happens to be new onto my Audible this month. As you all know that I, I have an Audible subscription. I'm a big proponent of it. I encourage all of you that want to grow and learn, have better habits, to please do the same. There is no substitute for learning than to learn. You just need to open yourself up and absorb new ideas and look beyond yourself. That's what I so encourage you to do, hopefully with every podcast you listen to. So how did this come about? Well, it was an interesting weekend. We had our granddaughter this past weekend and oh my goodness, she is just a little ball of wisdom for someone so young and it always stuns me when she says something just you know, like an epiphany and it's like, how, you know what, how do they just know that? I swear to God, I sometimes swear that we derive this out of our children instead of encouraging it. But she's just sitting there and these things come out of her mouth and she just makes me so proud. And what made me laugh this weekend was her attitude about being in the moment. So let me explain to you what I'm talking about. Adelaide's over for the day and we didn't do an adventure. We're kind of joke, quote unquote, jokingly the adventure grandparents. We usually try and do something with her. Her love language is quality time. And that is her favorite thing. Even if it's just me playing a game with her, she does not care as long as she has my time or our time or grandpa's time. But we're coming into the months now where it's coming into Christmas. We sort of really needed her to give us an answer on what she wanted for Christmas because she always gets a choice between a present or an adventure. And so far, she just turned nine. She has chosen adventure every year since the time she turned four. Uh, Because gifts aren't her thing. That's not her love language. She always gets her stocking and it's fun and it's great. But we really noticed when she was little that, okay, the presents got open. It was, you know, typical two, three-year-old. What's next? Okay, the packaging is more fun to play with. And I'm a bit of a study of human behavior. So I I started watching this and I've mentioned this before, I'm sure. By the time she turned three, she didn't want to cuddle on the couch anymore. And I'm a cuddler, okay? My love language is touch. Grandpa's love language is gifts, actually. And so we're all very different. So it's like interesting. Okay, so I'm looking at this little one and I'm thinking, she doesn't have the same love language we need to understand hers, but we also need her to understand what makes other people happy. Reason that's probably so prevalent in my mind is because she's an only child. I raise an only child and unfortunately only children do not get uh, subjected to some of that 
what's the word what's the phrase I'm looking for sort of group and sharing and annoyance at times with siblings there are just certain dynamics that are just not in the home every day and on top of it she's a single uh, parent my daughter-in-law like I was so there's not even like she has to share her time her mom's time really with anybody else my son and I were very much the same way we were very much a unit uh, you know good or bad it just that is the dynamic but I really wanted to encourage her as she got older to to understand people and situations and herself because it'll just make her a stronger human being so I remember talking to her and explaining to her that you know grandma really needs a hug when you walk in a door it makes me happy just like it makes you happy when I sit and play Monopoly with you or do or play Lego or play with the Barbies whatever it is that you want to do grandma does that because I love you and you enjoy it this is what grandma likes she caught on like nobody's business and doesn't even hesitate she just walks in the door she practically jumps on me and it's like because grandma's just so happy when I'm here and I give her a hug like she gets it it's not lost on her however I'm a planner as well very little different in our personalities and very much was raised in the 80s and 90s with that goal mentality now I do not want to in any way shape or form dissuade you from having goals not even remotely because if you're just getting started in self-development or you're trying to accomplish things in your life I've spoken on this many times if you do not have a goal in mind or a path or something you have nothing to work towards you have got to have something in your sight in your future visualized in your head in your heart in your soul for what you want law of attraction is is very much kind of situated around that but I also want to caution you to not get so absorbed in your goals that you forget about growth and the reason those are very different is John Maxwell does a spectacular job of explaining the difference between these two when you're goal oriented you are looking to an end result that could be five minutes five weeks five months five years out out in the future often and I know I was like this because I was told by a friend years ago you sometimes forget to live in the now and my example of what a friend told me was when I was raising my son as a single mom I guess I verbalized more than once this plan for when I turned 40 and that was all about Ryan my son would be a grown adult and my job as a parent would be done and it's funny because when that all happened going through it and then afterwards I've had some friends in my life through all of those 20 years and my uh, friend Tracy was saying how yes you, you talked about that a lot and it was like you were waiting for life for when you turned 40. now I did a lot of living don't get me wrong but she had a very valid point there were some things in my life I think maybe even unintentionally that mentally or emotionally or however that I just put off because I was waiting to get through this phase of my life and I don't want you to fall into that trap so although there's this really strong need for us to hold our goal in front of us and and move towards it I never want you thinking that goal is a destination now that I have spoken on many times how we you know we hold we hold this vision but we don't grow past it I've, I've used this example of my father and his million dollars many times in my podcasts 
Uh, I have even probably used in some of my uh, business focused podcasts, talked about uh, sales reps that, you know, raise, uh, rise themselves to their level of comfort. In other words, they'll go into a territory. If you have a preconceived notion of what you think, quote unquote, you should be making in that territory, that is probably what you're going to make. If your thinking is low, so is your income. If your thinking is high, you're going to exceed anybody else. And this is proven so true. I've done, you know, 35 years. I've been in courses, marketing training, management training, and I watch my own husband do it. He is that person that walks into a territory and considers it unlimitless, unlimitless, sorry, unlimited. So it drove him crazy for years because he works for a really pathetic company. In my, my opinion, they don't value their people. They don't pay them really well. And that has translated over the years into a lot of issues they have with their sales numbers because they don't stay consistent. But the problem was they kept bouncing him around the first decade that he was in sales with that company. So they would put him into a pathetic territory. They would let him raise the sales and then they would take it away from him. So he would lose his commissions and he'd, I mean, easily one year, I think his income was $15,000 less than the prior year. That is no way for a company to treat uh, any employee. But they would do this to him. They did it constantly. It drove me crazy. And they would move him from territory to territory, depending on what needed to happen. Instead of rewarding him for it, they basically stole from him. And eventually, I have to say, his verve for it all just went flat. He just couldn't be bothered anymore. They drove a behavior in him that uh, was counterproductive to the result they were looking for. And it was, it was a real shame because I also, you know, sort of over the years, this was years ago, mind you, watched my husband sort of lose his love and enthusiasm because he was just treated financially and, um, and in the recognition realm so poorly. But I've seen it happen in companies over and over again. And it served me really well actually having a sales and marketing background despite the fact that I am in the accounting field by trade going into companies and watching this over and over again. And it really actually aided, I'm on a bit of a segue here, sorry guys, aided me when I was at Bell Canada because the first couple of years I was there, I dealt one-on-one -on -one with the sales reps because we our billing platform not only was self-sufficient, the company still sort of, the company that Bell had purchased, this IT company out in the West Coast, it ran sort of autonomously. So the guys' commissions I did and every year they would revamp the commission structure, then they'd six months later would wonder why certain things weren't selling and certain things were. And it drove me crazy because like I say, with a sales and marketing background, I go into these meetings and I would just look at these executives going, I felt like saying, are you just stupid? Because you're driving the wrong behavior. And every time I said that, someone would look at me and go, what do you mean? I says, this is how you change the comp plan. Now this is the behavior you're driving and this is what your guys are going to sell because the money talks. And every time someone looked at me blankly and it really just stunned me because let me tell you, I do not have a sales and marketing degree. I have a background in it and I have experience in it, but also just understanding people, what drives them. I watched it in my whole own husband's life the previous 10 years. It wasn't rocket science to put two and together and realize why things they were getting the result they were getting. So these types of things are what happens when you have goal-based mentality. In other words, A to B, the reward. Do you go past that? Some people just naturally do. I am definitely one of those. I can rest on my laurels or the success or the accomplishment for a certain amount of time. And then quite honestly, I don't think there's a friend in my whole world that wouldn't agree with this. I'm off looking for the next thing. Sometimes too much. 
And that's why this has been a wonderful learning in my life the last five years, driven, I hate to say it, a large part by my illness. I have fiber, quite acute fibromyalgia and limiting my ability to, to just go flat out, limiting my energies has really caused me to have to look at behaviors, myself, my successes, what I wanted to do next, what I could do next, and get a little more granular on what was driving my behavior. Okay, so goal-driven uh, behavior is necessary. I, I believe that. I believe it's necessary. But it can't be the only thing. And I truly believe now, especially listening to John Maxwell really sort of vocalize some attitudes I've had for a long time now, he believes that you're growing when you go from growth, uh, goal to growth. When that focus becomes about growth versus a goal, you naturally live in the moment. And the reason for that is growth never quits. So unless you decide that you never want to learn another thing, move forward in your life or career, grow as a person, and if you choose not to, that is your choice, then you're probably not going to get tripped up as often as someone that is very, very goal-oriented. I have used this quote many times, uh, Jim Rohn, if you uh, work on yourself, uh, no, so if you work at your job, you can make a living. If you work on yourself, you can make a fortune. He was a big proponent that anything we did for ourselves, in our growth, in our awareness, you know, what we do for others will come back to us. And I, I just happen to be a firm believer in that. And that's, you know, why I, I say what I say. So how did this come, how does this all come back to my granddaughter? Well, we're coming into the next two months, which is vacation time for grandpa and I and Christmas. We only uh, legally are allowed to see her for six hours, including travel time, once a month. We have a court order for that because our granddaughter was being kept from us when our son went out of the country. And unfortunately, we're not the parents. We're just the grandparents. That is what the court system gave us. We are grateful for it. But it's, it's very tight timing, especially now that she lives almost an hour away. It's, it's really difficult just to have these four hours with her and I'm always trying to put things in that four hours. And I sometimes think that that might be what drives her behavior a little bit in her thought process. Because in the last year, before I come back to this, she has been very vocal about being grateful for what we do have. So although I have never, ever told my granddaughter that we see her because of a judge, not because of her mother, um, I never want her thinking that. She is still aware that there is friction. She is aware that her mother doesn't like us. And, uh, and she's been very vocal this past year since she turned eight. But, well, Grandma, we should just be grateful for what we have. She has accepted that she is grateful. She misses her adventures. She used to love coming for the full weekend, movie, movie night, one of Grandpa's breakfasts. She's got a playhouse here. We used to play in the garden, go for an adventure. We can't do that in a four-hour window. There's always just something. And yesterday, or Sunday, today's actually Tuesday, sorry, when she was here, it was Fish and Chips Day, her birthday, and we just didn't have time to kind of do it all. So we stayed home and ended up actually treating her to a movie at home in the afternoon, which kind of even then put us late. She's gotten very accepting, accepting of this situation and I'm very proud of her. But now I'm bugging her about our plans. And I just, we got into the, okay, grandma's 
on vacation. So when I talk about the, the court orders, because we have these specific dates that we have to adhere to and anything outside of that has to be agreed by to, by her mom. And we try not to ask for changes very often because it just doesn't go well. But like I say, we're on vacation. Now she's in acting class on the Saturdays, which is our normally our visitation. Then it's Christmas and our visitation with her is early in the month. So we're not going to even see her over Christmas unless her mom lets us. And we're looking for her adventure. Disney on ice is early. Other things are later in December. This is grandma, of course. This is me in my planning mode. But she's nine. <laughs> and she's just like, grandma. Actually, no, I'm not going to tell you what she said first. I'm going to tell you what else we talked about. So we're on the couch and she's building uh, the mousetrap game. And we're talking about Christmas. I said, I, I know you don't, want to, you don't want to plan all these things, but grandma's got to know what the next two months look like because there's a lot of things that are going on. We're out of town. We need the Sunday. We need Christmas. We need you late at night to go to see this thing called Glow. Tell grandma what you want and we will fight for what we can get. We will we'll go to bat and talk to your mom. Okay, so then we're sitting talking more and it says, because grandma can't wait till you're like 12 and we'd like to take you on a Disney cruise and then maybe go to Universal Studios and, and Disneyland in Orlando. And then when you're 18, grandma would really like you to take you to Europe when you graduate high school. That's just gonna be you and grandma. And she thinks this is great, but at the same token, she turns to me, she's laying out on the couch, she lifts her head, she goes, grandma, why don't we just focus on the right now? <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I looked at her and I thought, you wise little thing. I get very caught up in my planning and my wishing and my what if and what could. And I'm never going to not be that person. I talk about this in my book, actually, about knowing your inclinations. When you're forming new habits, you need to understand who you are as a person. It has been a long journey for me and a lot of work to exist in the now. I am definitely a what if, what could, you know, what's going to happen, kind of need to know. I need a plan. The plan can change, but I need a plan. These are my natural inclinations. So I have to work at keeping them active in a healthy way and habits in my life that benefit me and help me grow and move me forward. Okay. So this little one just looking at me, grandma, I think we should just focus on the right now. She's not wrong. And then Monday, yesterday, coming home from yoga, I get to the chapter in uh, John's book on uh, goal to growth. He didn't say give up goals setting or that it was wrong. He talks about it almost like it's an evolution. Sort of once you've got this in your life and you realize what it is, how it's been affecting your life and, you know, it, is it still helping you? Is it now hindering you? Because are you not living in the moment? Are you so focused on the goal that you forget, you know, where you are? I'll give you a quick example. Uh, and I've used it before. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself. My husband and I, we are very different this way when we travel. Second I walk out the door, I'm on vacation. The experience starts now. I've left my email behind. I've left work behind. Keith is not happy. In fact, for years, he picked a fight. We've gone to the airport in tears more times than I can even tell you because he's about the destination. He is not happy, relaxed, or, or anything about enjoying the process until he's there. That was why I was actually grateful he wasn't with me in England when I went a few years ago for, for five weeks because everything about that trip was just about the journey. 
you know, I just want meandered here, then over there, went up to, you know, did London, meandered, did my business in Liverpool that I got in a train one day and went off to see other things, went up to Edinburgh. Everything was about just traveling on the road and enjoying every experience while I'm in the middle of it. So not him. I can literally picture him in my head. If I had had him with England, he would have been tense walking out of the door in Liverpool, got me to the train station. He would have looked after everything. Don't get me wrong. He would have looked after me, um, but he would have been tense and probably picked a fight <laughs> and would not have enjoyed anything between Liverpool and Edinburgh. Whereas I enjoyed the countryside and the train ride and the body and the, and the first class that I got on the train, which just gave me a little bit of quiet and peace and quiet. I loved all of it. I did, you know, met new people. Yeah, no, he just wants to get there. And then once he's there, the planning starts. Not always a bad thing. He's wonderful for my personality uh, at times. But this little particular thing, do you see how two people can be so different? I'm about the experience. Even though, like I've admitted, I do struggle being in the now because I'm, I am very goal-oriented. I want to accomplish something. I set a goal. I make sure if I can to the best of my ability, if it's still something I feel it's something I truly want, I will make it happen. I made my house happen that way, my business. I raised my son. You know what? So many little things and big things, just how I'm wired. But I really liked how John Maxwell described the difference and the growth that is involved in going from goal focus to growth focused, okay? He really wanted to make his listeners understand that making today count is important. The probably one of the most important things, making today count. Now this ties in a little bit to anything that I talk about with high functioning habits in the fact of consistency. If you can consistently be aware of where you are and why you're there, show gratitude every day, wake up with a mindset of gratitude and what does today bring? Maybe even a little bit of what if this was my last day? I definitely have that awareness. I work very hard at not getting um, invested in the quote unquote opinion of my age and my limitations. It is very difficult when I'm watching my parents and I watch my grandparents and I'm the third generation all facing dementia, Alzheimer's. And I look at my own mental limitations with my fibromyalgia and my age in my fifties. And it's hard not to worry that that could be my future. But I'm just, I try very hard to ensure that I wake up every morning with a mindset of, nope, I got things to do, places to go, people to see and help. I just, I have to cling to that. And I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not. Sometimes I feel a little bit like I'm hanging on to that piece of wood in the ocean after the Titanic goes down in that movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I just cannot let myself let go of my dreams and focus and, and, and live in the fear because I'm very clear on where that leads, know where I want to be. And that's not going to serve me. But I'm not saying it's easy. So that's why consistency is so important in creating a life you want, creating good habits. So even going from a goal to growth focus and mentality, you, you got to practice it. It's got to be something consistent in your life. And the way you do that is you face every day making a decision that that's how you're going to live the day. Okay. So to end this, because I really can't think of much more other than my granddaughter just being so incredibly, you know, just the out of the mouth of babes brilliant. 
I just appreciated that little child and her, what's, how am I phrase this? Her simplicity of accepting the situation and just wanting to be present with her grandma right now. I think some of it even for her is she knows she has limited time with us. That it is always rushed. We are always running out the door because her mom has the ability if we ever do not get permission that she isn't home at four or we're late, she can go straight to the court and say, we're not living up to our end of the agreement and she could take our granddaughter away from us. So I hate living in that fear. My, my husband lives there more than I do. He is a, just a fanatic about not out of setting this young woman. It's a terrible place to be. Um, I'm not going to lie, but I really won't go into that. But it's, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that my granddaughter has picked up for years now on this energy. She's aware of it. And so I think her, her coping and her ability to accept and say, hey, I just want my time with my grandma right now so we can chat and laugh and play our games. She wants me to be present with her, not always worrying about the future. I got to hand it to her. It was, it was, um, not really sure what to say about that. Uh, enlightening. It was heartwarming. Um, it was exceptional is really what it was. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.